0: It's time for The Flame. This is Calvin Cecil inviting you to pull up an appetite and join us for an hour of appetizing conversation. You're listening to the October 9th, 2014 edition of Virginia's premier food, drink, and restaurant talk program. The Flav is sponsored in part by ACI, helping to solve your advertising and marketing puzzle for over two decades. As the old Lativian proverb says, a smiling face is half the meal. So, join our panel of smiling faces today, including Matthias Haglund from Heritage Restaurant in the fan, Shannon Hood with Carrytown's Portrait House Restaurant, plus our regulars, Annie Toby. Gil Miles, and Steve Cook. And now here's a guy who doesn't smile much, except on the inside. Here's Steve Cook.
1: Thank you there, Calvin Cecil. If you're listening to The Flav on on the air, 102.9 FM or 1430 AM, welcome in right now. Uh, I'll mention right at the outset, we'll be giving away uh, a couple tickets to the Powhatan Festival of the Grape later in the show. So you still have a little time. We've been doing this online through Twitter. You still have a little time to, uh, to get in. All you have to do is call us, uh, 798-1010. We're also going to have a, uh, a food riddle in a little bit and uh, give you another chance to uh, to win something. Uh, anyway, you're listening to The Flave. You might be listening uh, by podcast. You can subscribe to us through the iTunes store. You may be listening to us uh, online at richmondnavigator.com. Wherever you're listening to us, we welcome you in. We're also working on something with the American Orthodontist Association so that very soon you'll be able to, to actually get the flavor through your braces. And you, it will be tuned in right through your mouth. Now, how handy is that? That is great, isn't yeah. it, Gil Miles? Wow. Indeed. Let's welcome our guests. Of course, we'll sp- speak, uh, say hello to Annie Toby real quick. Annie, glad nice, to have dude. you here. Good to be here. And we have two great guests in studio today. Matthias Haglund from Heritage Restaurant. Matthias, welcome hey, in.
2: Thanks for having me
1: back. Great to have you back. Always fun to have you. Yeah. And we have someone who's never been with us before, but uh, a lovely... You know, now, Latias is not a bad-looking guy, but he's not as lovely as Shannon Hood. At least that's my opinion. You got that right. Of <laughs> <laughs> course, we're a little prejudiced, Gil and I. And, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, Okay, okay. Anyway,
3: present company included. Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> Shannon is from the Portrait House Restaurant in Carytown.
4: In yes, I am.
1: It's good to be here, Steve. It's great to have you. In just a few minutes, we'll be speaking with you all. We featured both of you in the uh, current issue of River City Magazine where we, uh, we featured Virginia Spirits. And so we'll talk more about that in just a few moments. But uh, before we get into that, let's first of all go to our little segment that we call Food for Thought. Annie, you have any foods for thought today?
5: I do. I learned of an interesting traditional beverage called um, Switchel.
1: Switchel. Switchel.
5: Yep, switchel. It's been around for, as, as we say, it's heritage, so for centuries. And it's a combination of like a, a ginger, either powdered or using ginger root, a sweetener, which depends on where you are. If you're in Vermont, it could be maple syrup. If you're in the South, it could be molasses, um, could be honey. And it, it, it has been used traditionally because of... The ginger and the effects of the ginger, it sort of rehydrates you. Oh, it's also made with vinegar mm, okay. as well. And so it's very refreshing, but it, it's also very good for rehydrating you. It was used a lot um, when people were working in the fields and so forth. And then when they were done, or maybe even when they weren't, they would add a little something to it, like moonshine. To a little switchel? A little, yeah. A
3: little chaser there? <laughs> yeah, exactly,
5: exactly. So interesting. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, interesting. There is actually a company that makes it now up in mm-hmm. Vermont, so I'm going to... Look around, see how I can get some switchel. Now,
2: yeah. What was in that again? Are you familiar with it, Matthias? It's been it's been popular in the cocktail world for the last year or two. Oh, really? really nice. Um,
5: okay.
2: Yeah, there've been a handful of bars across the country that've been putting it on their menu. Yeah. So are y'all among those handful that we're not? You know? We're not. But I'd I'd love to try it if you get
1: your hands on some.
5: Nice. Okay. Next I'll time. That on I too. was telling
1: uh, Matthias earlier and and Shannon that I think towards the end of the year we're going to try to do a year interview in the bar scene.
5: Mm-hmm.
1: So maybe uh, and they'll be back hopefully. Maybe you can have some switchel for us that day.
5: Very good. I'll see oh, what I can do. Fine. Oh, yeah. you okay. well, we can bring something
1: what?
3: to uh, add into it.
5: Oh, even yeah. better. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll be <laughs> here. I'll okay. Mention.
3: Annie, what was that that was in switchel? What was it again? Ginger. Ginger.
5: Vinegar. Vinegar. And a sweetener.
3: A sweetener. So,
5: yeah, regionally varies on what the sweetener yeah. is. Oh,
3: that uh, sounds like something to cut the action a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah.
1: Now, we, have a, we start something new each week. Uh, Annie said, let's have a little humor, a food joke we got a food riddle. Annie, you want to give us? Now, I will say that if you have the answer to the riddle, uh, do you remember the riddle, Annie? I can ask, I can ask can mine mean? if you don't. Uh, you, can, you can call us in 7, 8, ten ten, <laughs> or you can text us. If you don't want to be on the radio, you can text us at 804 852 5736. That's 804 852 5736 with the answer. You can also, if you want to be in, and we still have about 20 minutes, if you want to be in on the uh, tickets for the Power 10 Festival, all you have to do is text to the same number 804-852-5736. Just text "I want to go," and uh, we've got several that have already responded uh, online uh, through text, and we'll be picking a winner before the end of the show. But let's go to our food riddle.
5: Our food riddle. You want me to come up with with tell them mine? Yeah, okay. My go food riddle. To, okay, my food riddle um, this was just a very a quick attempt, but what well known Richmond family is already poised? to come up with a combination of brewery and vineyard, and they would not even have to change their name.
6: So don't
1: y'all guess it out loud, although if you want to whisper it. But uh, if you if you think you know the answer, they, they are a prominent Richmond family. Mm-hmm. We might even say they're involved in, in real estate development. Uh, and if they use their name, it could be both a, uh, a winery and a, or, and, a I say, and a brewery. Okay, mm-hmm. very good. 798-1010 or text us, 804-852-5736. Now, give you a little quiz right here. Do y'all have y'all figured out the answer yet?
2: No. I was you will think I have no when idea. When you hear it, you'll go, ah. Oh.
1: Anyway, let's see if y'all know this. This is just for our our guest in studio. I was reading something recently, how you can use certain foods for other uses. If you uh, if you don't have shaving cream. There's something in your kitchen pantry that works just as well as anything you could find in the barbershop to shave with. Anybody want to take a guess? A steak knife? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a food item. Oh,
3: a food item.
1: Okay, I'll give this one away. Peanut, peanut butter. Oh. Did you, oh, Whoa! That's what butter. Shannon said, peanut butter.
3: <laughs> peanut butter, <laughs> <laughs> mayonnaise, no, so good. Said
1: Unless you're allergic to peanuts, then it's not such a great idea. And they also advise don't use chunky, which I think <laughs> yeah, is, yeah, yeah. just makes sense. If you have a cheese Whiz, it works, j- in fact, probably better than as a food item. Uh, for oily stains on your jeans or your clothes, just rub uh-huh. a little cheese Whiz on the stain, and throw it right in the washer, and, uh, of course, the, uh, the cats will love you uh, <laughs> later. <laughs> okay. What do you think, if, if you have poison ivy or sunburn, now you've heard of taking oatmeal baths.
7: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
1: This is not oatmeal. The answer is not oatmeal, but there's a, a common food item that you find. It's a breakfast item that you can grind up and put in your bath water. Anyone want to take a guess? Okay, I'm going to give this one away. Cheerios. Uh. Whoa. Oh, yeah? <laughs> Who knew? And also it says, uh, as a toilet bowl, bowl cleanser, any, any guesses? A toilet bowl, the citric acid in the lemonade mix, like lemonade powder, true lemonade powder, mm-hmm. but don't reuse the lemonade after you clean the toilet. Just <laughs> oh, I, I see. It's a one though. use
5: one.
3: Yeah, one use, yeah. all yeah, yeah, right. That, that, that would, yeah.
1: be, that would oh, be kind oh, of the end. Like, like, hmm?
5: Yeah, okay. Kind of scary to think, though, that what you're going to put I mean, in your I mean, body, well, you can well, clean Calvin,
3: your. Calvin, what do you think? You think that would be a wise suggestion? Sure, why not? Yeah, okay. Calvin of course has his lemon colored uh, smoking jacket today. Chartreuse. Oh, is that chartreuse? Okay, I got a mixed up. (laughs) More uh, on the lemon side I would (laughs)
1: guess. A lemony chartreuse. Well anyway, that's gonna wrap it up for food for thought for this week. Gavin, uh, tell us why
0: we are having uh, John Lennon as our bumper music. Well, yes, today is his birthday. He would have been uh, 74 years old today. John Lennon. just think, the Beatles, 74 years old, John Lennon would be 74 it, it today. It's truly
3: hard to believe. It's yeah. really hard to believe. I remember the first night they were on the Ed Sullivan Show. I mean, oh, how yeah. many moons ago was that?
1: Now that was something like an ancient history for y'all. I'm sure, for you young people. <laughs> yeah, right.
3: But we really Especially saw before it. your parents were born, actually. Yeah. I don't know about
1: that, but yeah. we actually were there to to witness it. Truly, yeah. Yes, I remember we that when day. Elvis Presley was censored at least from the uh, neck down mm-hmm. on the Ed Sullivan Show. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, we're going to move along right now to. Uh, our breezes and drafts because we're going to start off with the tasting. Uh, Annie, we are, to you. and
5: I have um, we have already poured here a traditional October beer, which of course is the Oktoberfest. So I thought I'd talk a little bit about that without um, because I'll give you the teaser here. Our guests later will be Mary Wolf and Danny Wolf of Wild Wolf Brewing, and they are brewing the. Official beer for the Folk, the folk Festival. This weekend. Called, mm-hmm, yeah. Exactly, called wow. Folktoberfest. So it's folk. based on the Oktoberfest style.
3: Folktoberfest. Exactly. Are those who are, Very good. For those like me who are slow. I don't do
5: that. <laughs> Folktober. exactly.
3: Folktoberfest, got it.
5: <laughs> so what we brought in here from Caboose in Ashland is the Oktoberfest from Hofbrauhaus in Munich. So is so the traditional German mm. beer. And it is a very easy drinking beer. It's very malt forward for those who are a little bit fearful of hops. Very, very low, if any, hop flavor in here. It's much more malt forward. And Steve, do you happen to know any of the history of Oktoberfest and why it came
1: to be? You're putting me on the spot. I could make up something, but I really...
5: Okay, well, you know, the funny thing is... Whatever you say is
1: true. That's true.
5: I thought I knew, but I was playing a beer trivia game with some friends, and these were knowledgeable beer friends, and most of us got it wrong. It actually was based on um, Crown Prince Ludwig, who became King Ludwig I, his marriage ceremony to Princess Theresa, And they celebrated the festivities on the fields in front of the city gates, um, called Teresa Wiesen, Teresa's Fields, now it's called Wiesen. And it was celebrated every year with these horse races. They wanted to do the horse races again and again, so it became a repeating game, Hmm. a repeating event in October. October. And the reason that this particular beer, which is a lager, came to be is that uh, it starts, it's it's created, it's brood in March. They cellar it in the caves from during the summer mm-hmm. and a lager mm-hmm. is a very, takes a long time mm-hmm. to make it's a lager a, a longer time than an ale. Mm-hmm. And it was ready to come out with the harvest in October. Yeah. So tradi- So typically, or technically, the Merzen Oktoberfest mm-hmm. lager doesn't necessarily have a connection with Oktoberfest, except that they're both mm-hmm. celebrated at the same time, and so they have come to be traditionally connected together.
1: Now, tell us again, whose beer are we tasting right now?
5: This is Hofbrau München. And
1: where they're are they? are Oktoberfest. You know?
5: They're out of Munich. Okay. München is actually German I Munich. Meant, I thought it meant little, so, yep. little
1: person.
3: No, <laughs> that's Munchkin I Munchkin, Munchkin. Yeah, exactly. I don't speak German very well it's the, it's the country next to it it's called Oz okay. oh. that's next door that's to it. You still it. right. he will
1: knows his geography so much yeah. better than I do uh, y'all want to weigh in on the beer have y'all had the beer before
4: um, I've had this beer a whole bunch yeah. uh, it's uh, one of my favorite Oktoberfests we nice. have it on draft okay, at the board. Oktoberfest yeah, yeah cool. it's and, such uh, an easy recommendation for people who are a little intimidated I think a lot of American Oktoberfests go too heavy on the hops and too bitter, so they're intimidating to you know mm. just anyone out. But this one, it's kind of a sweeter lager. Yeah, it's yes. really light, really I would, nice. I would mm-hmm. agree.
1: though. the hops are not uh, heavy here. In fact, I'm going to guess what thirty seven. You don't know the probably uh, lower. A little lower. I than would that? bet okay. you lower, but are I these? don't know that for sure. Any thoughts on the beer?
2: Uh, I mean, yeah, I, I too just love this one. I mean, it's such an easy drinking, just great, great. Uh, representation of the style and yeah like it's such an easy to sell easy sell to guests people oh, really people crush this beer Cool. Oh. Mm-hmm. you know Oktoberfest is it's one of the styles that like fest beers people really really geek out over and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah this is definitely one of the, the ones that you look for cool mm-hmm. I was Thanks. gonna say 25 how were you yeah on the IBUs I'll look it up. You you have
1: so much more of an educated palate than do I, but I'm (laughs) trying to learn. I'm trying to become, I want to, you know, it's not that I want to be arrogant, but I would like to go somewhere once in my life and impress somebody with some ability that
3: I have. Steve, I Steve you, you've got it. Well, I, you know, <laughs> know, hey, look, don't worry about the you know the, the grade here.
1: Well, okay. You know, <laughs> anyway. I would I'm, have said one. I'm, you know, but <laughs> but
3: that's you know, me.
1: You know your wines. <laughs> Speaking of uh, wines and beers, let's talk spirits for a little bit. Mm. In the current issue of River City Magazine, which we might mention is available online if you have not received it in your home mailbox, uh, that would, of course, be RichmondNavigator.com. On the front page, you can click on the magazine and go right to the digital version. Is that correct, Annie? Yes, you can. You look for the
5: cover. I bring Annie in because she
1: is the editor of uh, Mm. uh, the Richmond Navigator Publications, including West End's Best, Mm -hmm. River City, Hanover Lifestyle, and Chester Living. Uh, Anyway, uh, for the current issue, we wanted to do something on Virginia Spirits. In fact, that was actually inspired by a visit. Uh, uh, Thomas Leggett from uh, the Roosevelt and Matthias from Heritage were here a few months ago, and I said, what can we do? What's kind of cool? And they said, well, Virginia Spirits are uh, Mm kind of trending right now. So anyway, I took that. I contacted a few people. We contacted Matthias, but let's talk to Shannon first, since we've not really talked to her before in the show. Again, welcome in, Shannon.
4: Thank you.
1: You are currently, Kevin, Do we have the microphone up well enough for Shannon? A little closer, please. It'd be great. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Uh, Shannon, you are the, uh, the bar manager, the, the beverage manager at the Portrait House. Yes, I am. Okay. And uh, tell us a little bit. The Portrait House has undergone a somewhat of a transformation recently. Tell us about that. A
4: pretty huge transformation. In uh, July, we merged with the Nile Ethiopian restaurant. Um, they were over on Laurel Street near VCU for nine years. Um, they have a great reputation. They're wonderful brothers, a very family-centric you know, centric place, and um, they were losing their space uh, for reasons unknown, really, to us, why. But um, we had some ongoing issues with our kitchen, so we thought a merge would be kind of weird, but kind of cool, you know? Mm-hmm. Bring together this spicy Ethiopian food with craft beer, which is our stronghold at Portrait House. And it's been interesting, but it's been a really, really positive change for everybody. You know, we love having the brothers. Right, great.
1: Uh, I know my, my, one of my wife's favorite restaurants in town, she loves that, the Ethiopian food, the uh, injera bread. Y'all do have the injera bread they now? Do.
4: yeah, they make it every day. Okay.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, how has that impacted your, your bar program or your beverage program?
4: It's curious. Um, I've been trying to build a cocktail program for us um, and since I took over as a bar manager about a year and some change ago. Um, and that's been kind of uh, like pulling my hair a lot of the time. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but uh, it's in, it's really awesome because they brought all these flavors in that I get to play with. Mm-hmm. So while I'm learning and I'm growing in my own field, I'm also like being exposed to all of these different flavors that I haven't necessarily been exposed to, and it's really inspirational, you know? So, like the cocktail that I chose for the article. tell us a
1: little bit about that cocktail.
4: Um, I It's called the Lovingston, named after um, Lovingston, Virginia, where Virginia Distillery is, um, and they're great. I went out there a couple weeks ago and saw the progress they're making. They're building a whole new facility. It's beautiful. Hmm. Um, there'll be a visitor center soon. Oh, cool. In the next year, I think. Oh, cool. um, but So I named it after them. I featured their whiskey, their malt whiskey. Um, and I added some fresh ginger that we use in a couple things. and I was pretty well-known for their bourbon gingers with real mm-hmm. ginger. Um, so I did that, a few other sweetening ingredients, some bitters, shake it up real good. It's kind of citric, super spicy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's got definitely a little bit of a boozy. bite to it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I can imagine. <laughs> definitely I'll, I'll boozy. I'll it's really fun. It complements our food really well. Ginger just works well with... Mm-hmm. The different flavors in Ethiopian food, so it was a fun little challenge.
1: So we would encourage anyone uh, 21 and older, because we always say drink responsibly, absolutely, and uh, have a designated driver. But uh, to go into the Portrait House, what's that? What's that address of the Portrait House?
4: Uh, it's 2907 West Carey, okay,
1: right across from the Bird. Right across from the Bird, and ask for Shannon and the Lovingston. Delicious drink. If you want to see what it looks like, go to uh, River City Magazine. And take a look at it. Now, Matthias, uh, we have with several. We always like having Matthias in the magazine because he is so knowledgeable. But he also has been involved quite a bit with uh, the uh, Commonwealth Gin. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. So, in fact, yeah, we featured are, those guys are great. Yeah. Tell us, tell us a little bit about the Commonwealth Gin and, and why you, why you've, how you've kind of become involved
2: with them. Um, well, I mean, I've just so the the um, lady who is sort of running the distillery, Christy Croxton. She's um, Travis Croxton's wife. He's one of the owners of Rappahannock River Oysters and uh, their whole slew of restaurants Ah, that they have. Those guys are taking over the world. It's awesome. He's also a part owner of the new Graffiato. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And, um, you know, so just in knowing them for a while, Christy asked me originally to come out to the distillery with a few bartenders and taste through a couple different versions of the gin before it was out on the market and just to, uh, sort of get, get our thoughts on it. Um, and from, from that point on just knowing it, uh, we continued to sort of give our advice over over the next few months and, and talk a little bit. And I was actually asked to come out to the ABC board when they were having their meeting to sort of have the board decide whether or not to pick up the gin for just a few of their stores as a special order item or for all of the stores. Um, so it was kind of kind of a, a big meeting, you know, it was going to decide on a lot of sales for them. And when they were setting up this meeting, Commonwealth Gin was told, okay, well, you know, bring your gin, bring some glassware. If you want, you can bring a mixer or something like that if it's going to, you know, help your presentation to us. And I guess Christy said, well, what if our mixer is a person? Um, <laughs> <laughs> so she asked me to come out, and we made, um, actually, the cocktail that's in the magazine um, for the, the ABC board. And I guess they liked it because they immediately started selling the gin in, I think, 120 of their stores. Oh, wow, that's great. 115, something like that. Um, so, Yeah. Oh, Yep. Yeah. yeah,
3: I was just interested in this. We were talking about two uh, Virginia distilleries here, Lovingston and uh, and Commonwealth, is it? Yeah,
2: Commonwealth. Yeah. Oh, it's James River Distillery and Virginia Highland. Exactly. Yeah. Now, uh, are these considered
3: state stores? And uh, this kind of a leading question. This is where they can actually sell their distilled products on site?
2: No, they still have to go through the ABC store. Gotcha. Yeah.
3: yeah. I was reading something recently in the bourbon world, and that's, you know, wine and whiskey is my thing. But uh, I was looking at this, ABC requires that if you're going to sell it on site, and there's a lot of hoops to go through to do this, uh, all products incorporated in the final product actually have to be grown or or made in Virginia.
2: Oh, wow. Yeah, so it's
3: kind of an interesting concept, and the one I've been following is Gunpowder Distillery out of Marion, Virginia, Mm -hmm. And so they are a state store, and I think they buy their grains from Essex County, of all places,
2: like across the state. So oh, wow. Very
3: interesting, but I just
2: Let it, yeah, want to I think didn't know about that. that. I know Commonwealth, they uh, they searched really, really hard, or James River Distillery searched really, really hard to find um, a non-GMO corn mm-hmm. source, mm-hmm. which um, I guess was pretty challenging for a while. And then... Actually, the, the chef at Rappahannock, Dylan um, Faltonier, was already working with um, one specific farm for a number of other products, and that farm said, oh, hey, well, we have corn if you're looking for it. And they sure. they bought the entire annual harvest. Like exactly. every year, yeah. wow. they wow. Yeah, yeah. Nice contractually have all of this this farm's <laughs> corn. <laughs> um yeah, well, anyway, that, yeah. that's the concept,
3: is how to make things in Virginia made with Virginia products. Yeah. And I think the state is being, you know, tough on them, but also supportive in that in that sense as well.
2: Interesting. Yeah,
3: I, th- I thought it was. Yeah. Well, we'll remind you that you're listening to The Flave for the week
1: of uh, October the 9th, if you can call it Thursday the week of, I w- which I will. Well, I think the, the week starts
3: on Thursday, yeah, doesn't it? It really does. not
1: That's right. And we'll be back a little bit later to talk to you all more about the restaurants, and uh, also we'll get... Uh, uh, Matthias will tell us about the drink he prepared for the, for the magazine, but uh we're going to take a, a quick break right now.
6: Standing in the dockets of Hampton, trying to get to Holland of France. The man in the match said, You've got to go back. You know they didn't even give us a chance. Christ, you know it is.
1: Thursday afternoon, if you're listening live on WHAN Radio, Flay brought to you in part by ACI. if you're looking for the solution to your advertising puzzle if you're running a small business, even a large business for that matter, but trying to decide how to advertise, these days there's so many options available Mm -hmm. do you go online, do you go on radio, do you go in print well there's one solution to all of those questions and that's ACI, for over 20 years ACI has been uh, solving the the riddle or the puzzle. We haven't gotten a winner yet nope, on our yet. on our riddle. We'll have asked, ask that again. I sometimes get distracted, but anyway, we'll go back to that. Anyway, ACI is the uh, publisher of West End's Best, uh, of a Lifestyle, Chester of a Living, and River City Magazines. We will mention, particularly for advertisers, that if you have a downtown business, a restaurant, for instance, downtown, and you want to reach not just the downtown area, but the far west end, or in fact, all of the west end of Richmond, River City Magazine is <coughs> the magazine for you because River City and West End are actually combined buying what we call a flip magazine. You flip it over it's West End's Best on one side. You flip it back over and it's River City Magazine. It uh, goes into over 20,000 of the most affluent uh, uh, homeowners' homes throughout uh, the, uh, really from about the boulevard going into eastern Goochland. You can also uh, get the magazines online, all the magazines on, at RichmondNavigator.com. And as well we have uh, our radio programs mm-hmm. through the River City Radio Division of uh, ACI. River City uh, Radio, River City uh, Magazine, our magazines, our website, RichmondNavigator.com, we can guarantee, absolutely, not many people can guarantee, we can guarantee that advertising gets results. Mm -hmm. If you want us to prove it, give us a call at 639 9994, and I guarantee you that we can prove it that advertising gets results. So that's 639 9994.
7: While Steve's taking a break, I thought I'd jump in to tell you about another show you might like. It's retro, rock and soul, the music and the memories with me, Ron Moody, and it's right here on WHAN, 1029 FM, 1430 AM, and on Radiol Internet Radio. It's a two-hour trip back to the greatest music of all time as I highlight a particular year or musical theme. I hope you'll join me 7 to 9 p.m., each Sunday, and if you miss it or just want to listen again, there's an encore presentation the following Wednesday, seven till nine p.m., and Saturday, seven till nine p.m. on radio. Now, here's Steve.
1: All right, you're listening to the Flav. And uh, coming up in a couple of weeks is really one of the biggest wine festivals. Gil, last year, wow. you were you there last year? I know you spoke with Iris Woodson last year,
3: right here on the live. No, I actually went by it. Uh, the darn thing was so popular and so well attended. I got in a conversation in the parking lot and never made it into really? the festival. Iris,
1: so thank you are doing your job too well. We do have Iris on Iris Woodson on the phone. Good afternoon, Tanya. Good afternoon. Well, Gil Miles is just saying that last year you were so crowded, he could hardly—it was so crowded he could hardly get in. But you are expecting another big crowd this year?
6: Yes,
1: we are, like always. Why is that such a popular wine festival? Because there are so many different uh, wine festivals around uh, the, the central Virginia area. Y'all have really done a fantastic job out there. What's the secret to your success?
6: The secret to our success is to have such wonderful volunteers that we have. Also, the fall foliage as well as our courthouse as the background, we're able to use our courthouse screens and it's a happy place to be. We get the opportunity to show off our county.
3: Well, Iris, uh, on, that, on that very point, this is Gil, on that very point, it's actually in, in the little uh, town of um, Powhatan, no?
6: It's right in the heart of Powhatan.
3: Yeah, how cool is that? Now, how do you operate that? The businesses are open or are they closed?
6: Some of our businesses are open mm-hmm. during the um, festival while, you know, mainly our restaurants, they are definitely open, right. um, Sunshine Art Gallery, they are sure. open. And other than that, you know, they're everyone's shut down or they may have a vendor spot right out there in their streets and we go for it.
3: Yeah, absolutely. And I know you do. I have been to it before and of course I'm asking some questions like I don't know but I want our listeners to understand these things. And what you've done is you've actually closed the streets to ve- vehicular traffic and just made a, uh, a festival venue, no?
6: Yes, the whole courthouse um, historical area is closed off to all traffic. We start closing the streets down around six in the morning to nine o'clock at night.
3: Uh huh. Well, I yeah. think I think that's really a cool thing for uh, for a locality to do. And uh, uh, what does this uh, what does the proceeds support?
6: This year we are having to split the Susan national award which is um, our benefactors this year is is going to be Backpack for Love.
1: Absolutely. Which is a
6: great um, organization. That is a great cause. That is a very good cause. They are able to feed a lot of our children that are in the school system over the weekend. And then we have Power Band Boosters, which is an organization that actually boosts the band program for the high school as well as the middle school um, Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. So, you know, we're able to have our children in the out here in Powhatan because they are always so wonderful things. It's a good place to have our kids.
3: Absolutely, and I, th- I can't think of anything better to do than than support our young people. That's great. Uh, what kind of music you got there?
6: This year we have one of our very own local bands from twelve pm until 1.30, which is Southern Tide. As they said, come get ripped with the tide. They've yeah, man, taking the stage.
3: What was that? Come get ripped with the tide.
6: Yeah, that's what their their tagline is.
3: Well, I tell you what, that's uh, that's a very uh, that's a very strong possibility at a wine festival, yeah.
6: Exactly, exactly. It fits right in for the festival, doesn't it? Let's wow.
3: talk about the wine, Iris. Uh, how many wineries will you have uh, on hand
1: for the festival?
6: We're gonna have 30 wineries. Wow. 30 wineries will be on hand this year, and out of the 34, has been with the festival since we started. yeah 12 years ago
3: Hmm, that's great so this is uh this is the 13th annual or 12th annual
6: this is that 12th annual it took one year of planning Mm -hmm. also this year one of our new wineries that's going to be with us is skipper creek winery which is right here from powhatan county
3: it certainly is
6: yeah right in powhatan we also have elk hill winery and virginia mountain vineyards they're Mm going to join us this year so we're excited. We're very excited about it. And getting back to the entertainment, mm-hmm. the janitors of Virginia Beach will be with us. It's been a while since they've been out here in Powhatan. And
3: they, they are, are fabulous. Awesome they are yeah. really. That's a great rock and roll dance type band. They are wonderful.
6: And they're going to take the stage at 2 p.m. Wow. 2 o'clock. It's following. At, um, at 2 o'clock, they'll be out. But before then, at one thirty, we are having something new. Our a parade.
3: A hat parade?
6: Yes, we have a hat parade.
3: How do I win that?
6: Well, you win by showing up at the stage at 115 Mm -hmm. to be paraded in front of the stage at 130 with your hat on.
3: I see. trying to
6: find the most creative hat, a -hmm. hat that represents our wine festival, Powhatan County. Ah. Everyone can enter in for chances to win a nice prize from some of our great chamber members. So we would love to, you know, have you in the head parade. Come on out and
3: join us. That's right, and also too to mention that it's um, uh, the Powhatan Wine Festival is a uh, is a production of the chamber local chamber of commerce.
6: Yes. Yes, and it is. Chamber of Commerce as our fundraiser, mm-hmm. which really helps keep our chamber doors open as well as as staff and
1: so forth. Absolutely. Now, Iris, before we let you go, uh, for those who want tickets, can we get tickets online? Yes.
6: We can get tickets online. Go to powertanwinefestival.com and click on Buy Your Ticket. And we will gladly accept your money. We would love to have some group sales. We have some deals going on where you can buy ten tickets for two hundred and twenty tickets for three seventy five. We have several of our ticket outlet locations also listed online, which includes, you know, CNS Bank, Village Bank, the Chamber office. Of course, we would love to see you.
1: And give us the date again, Iris, uh, for the festival.
6: The festival is Saturday, October the twenty-fifth.
1: Mm. Well, Iris Woodson, we certainly appreciate we appreciate you being with us today, and we hope to see you at the Festival of the Great.
6: Same thing here. Have, Have a, a great, great day. One. You too. Bye bye. Hey Jude, don't make it bad. Take a sad song and make it better. Remember to let her into your heart. Then you can start to make it better.
1: That, was, I hey, that you Of course, the Beatles uh, today, John be Lennon is 74. And if John Lennon were alive today, I'm sure he'd be listening to The Flame.
3: He, he would be here in the studio. We would, we would, yeah. we would have tried to, get, uh, to have gotten him in the studio. I, I would make Ringo bring him. Okay. You guys are
2: really just making me want to go to Penny Lane Pub. Uh, Yeah. Okay,
1: let's go. I tell
3: you what, let's just shut the show down, put it on automatic, and let's go now. Are you
2: driving? Absolutely. Absolutely. Not when we leave there, though. That's
1: it. Cheers. It's time now to continue our Breezes and Draft portion of the program. Breezes and Draft is brought to you each week by the Caboose Wine and Cheese Shop in Ashland. Uh, Fantastic wine and cheese shop, but really one of the best selections of craft beers anywhere on earth. And of course, uh, okay, Annie. Uh, at least anywhere in the center of the universe, uh, they do have go. a great, there great selection. Go. They do; they have yeah. a good selection yeah. for their. Yes. Uh, well, Annie, I called your name, so take it away. Breezes right. and
5: draft. Well, we're we're talking in the second se- segment of breezes and drafts about Wild Wolf Brewing Company. As I mentioned before, they brewed the official beer of this weekend's Folk Festival, and it is the Folktoberfest. I did have a chance to sample that, and it is also a very easy drinking type of beer, very appropriate to have there at the uh, Folk Festival. A little bit about Wild Wolf Brewing Company. They're in one of my favorite counties for breweries and wineries and distilleries cidery as well and that is Nelson County and in fact in this issue of the West End's Best on our our beer feature they have um, the beer trail the Nelson County beer trail and that's that's where
1: this is and I think we have um, Mary Wolf on the line right now Mary hey, Mary
5: hey how are you good how are you doing doing great we we're just giving our listeners a little bit of an introduction to Wild Wolf Brewing Company and specifically the Folktoberfest beer and I, I will say too that those of us here in the studio are enjoying some of your blonde honey awesome. beer. so first of all tell us a little bit about Wild Wolf Brewing Company
8: Um, We are um, almost three years old. We're located in Nelson County um, on the Ridge Trail, which is 151. Um, And we are a brewery and a restaurant, family-owned.
5: And I believe it's your son, Danny, who is Mm -hmm. the brewmaster. He is,
8: and Danny's actually here, too, if you don't mind joining us as well.
5: Hey, Danny. I've
8: got a speaker now.
5: Can you hear us? Yep. I can hear you, Mary. Danny, you there? Yes, I'm here. Hey, good to talk to you.
1: Danny is probably one of the barrels he's aging the beers in right now. Yeah, Yeah, that's right. (laughs) It doesn't doesn't come through that clearly. Danny, uh, uh, can you hear us okay?
5: Yes, I can. Okay. Can you step a little closer? Make sure we hear you well. Yes. So uh, tell us a little bit um, about the Folktoberfest beer. Uh,
7: The Folktoberfest beer is always a fun one for us, um, we get to change the recipe slightly every year but it's in general an easy drinking slightly malty ale or lager every year, very low hops um, in the style of the Oktoberfest beers or festival beers um, from Munich. This year it's a lager, it's about 5% alcohol, 15-18 IBUs, very easy to drink um, and a pretty amber color.
5: Very nice. And um, we're drinking another, what, what I believe is one of your popular flagship beers, the Blonde Honey. I know that's really popular. Can you tell us a little bit about that one?
7: Blonde Honey is another really fun one. Um, it was originally a specialty seasonal as well, and it ended up doing very well in the market. Uh, it's got honey in it, it's got a lot of nice Belgian spices in it, including orange peel and coriander. Mm-hmm. It's unfiltered. It is not a Belgian wheat beer, it's actually a Belgian blonde ale. It does have some wheat in it mm. and some oats, so it has a nice creamy mouthfeel. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's just a great beer to drink any time year round.
5: And what's the, what would the IBUs be on that one?
7: in the same territory, about 15 to 20. Okay, good. Very so very low. Um, but It's a 6.8% alcohol then, so it's, it's got a little bit of a hidden strength to it.
5: Yep. Yeah. So it'd be a good one for those who don't like the bitterness that hops sometimes in part.
7: Absolutely. We, we find it's the beer that when people say they don't like beer and they prefer wine or some other kind of beverage, it's the one we steer them to and it seems to be more easily accepted by just about everybody. It's it's a, it's a good technical-to-style beer for the the people that love craft beer, and it's also just a very easily approached beer for people who might not. Mm-hmm.
5: Mm-hmm. Um, what, one thing that you all have the opportunity to do at Wild Wolf that a lot of breweries don't is because you're also a brew pub, um, you really get to... Mar- marry your beer styles and your specific beers with your food um, can you all talk a little bit about your food and how it complements the beers that you have
8: uh, yeah I'll talk a little bit about that we actually have a brand new executive chef starting this week and oh, he's nice. phenomenal with um, using the beers in the food so people uh. are going to see a lot more beer as part of the food you know, preparation. Um, but we do a lot of house-smoked meats, and mm. um, for, for example, our barbecue sauce has uh, We Heavy in it, which is one of our house beers, mm. so um, we, we try to use, uh, all of our beer batters have our Pilsner in them, so, um, mm. and like I said, we'll, I, I tasted a, a soup today that had um, our Kick It in uh-huh. it, so we're... A lot of beers being used in the food, and it's just a great way to kind of introduce people to, you know, a little additional flavor in Mm -hmm. food that's, you know, a little more unusual, I would say, Mm -hmm. especially something like putting Kick It into a roasted red pepper soup. It really gave it an incredible flavor.
5: Sounds great. Now, I'm sure your servers are um, well prepared to suggest pairings with the foods as well.
8: That, with that is something we work on um, continually to try to help them understand how to do that. So. Great.
5: Mm-hmm. Well, um, before we go, I want to make sure that people know how to get in touch with you online as well.
8: We are at uh, wildwolfbeer.com, so it's a great way to find us. Uh, we've got Facebook and Twitter. Those are just Wild Wolf Beer. I try to stay pretty active with those, so okay. it's a great way for people to connect with us.
5: And you're open seven days a week, so people can stop by for, I guess lunch or dinner, correct?
8: We are. We have a full service menu. Um, Sundays we have Sunday brunch. We open every day, weekends at eleven and weekdays at eleven thirty, and we're open till last call. We've got live music out here. so it's oh. a beautiful, beautiful drive and a great place to just have some great food, great beer. and enjoy some music in the outdoors
5: and you have a nice patio so we can this time of year especially we can sit on the patio and enjoy it as well
8: yep we have the pat we actually have a pavilion that's open air at this time of the year as well as the beer garden which is just be- beautiful and it's, you're right it's an absolute great time of year and we are actually dog friendly in the beer garden Oh nice
5: yeah. great All right well thank you so much Mary and Danny Thank, thank you, you. bye-bye thanks Annie.
1: Breezes and Drafts is brought to you uh, every week right here on the Flav by the Caboose Wine and Cheese Shop located at 108 South Railroad Avenue, right next to the tracks, which would make sense if you're on Railroad Avenue, Mm -hmm. in the uh, center of the universe, Ashland, Virginia. And he had some great beers today. Did y'all enjoy the beers today?
2: Absolutely,
1: yeah. We're talking with uh, Matthias Haglund and Shannon Hood, and we'll be back and speak with them in just a few minutes. But uh, first, let's take this little break. is sponsored in part by ACI, solving your advertising and marketing puzzles. It's time now for our tidbits of news around the restaurant world, and for that, our Taste bud segment. We start things off with the uh, ever-lovely uh, Joy Wharton. Joy, good afternoon to
9: you. Good afternoon, Steve, and I might add that you are quite lovely as well.
1: Well, thank you. And, you know, we've got several lovely people here today, including Matthias Hagelin and Shannon Hood. wish you were here with us today, Joey.
9: I wish I could be there, too.
1: Joey, of course, is the resident foodie. Uh, like I said one time, I thought I was a foodie until I really found out what a foodie was, and I really am just a person who likes to eat a lot. But anyway, uh, Joey, tell us what's new. Uh, what have you discovered in the uh, world of Richmond's restaurants?
9: Well, after this past weekend in the woods of West Virginia, I actually had the chance to come back to Richmond for an Italian dinner at Graffiato's. Uh, which is at 123 West Broad Street in the former home of Popkins. So, my significant other I, we sat down in the beautifully redesigned interior, and we were greeted with nothing less than excellent service. Our waiter, whose, whose name I can't recall right now, explained the small plates concept that Mike Isabella uh, brought with him from the original Graffiato in the Chinatown neighborhood of D.C. So we took a minute, glanced over the... Fairly appetizing menu and settled on three different dishes there. We started with the potato gnocchi that was topped with pork ragu, smoked ricotta, and rosemary. So this was one heck of a start to our dinner and was easily the fan favorite of the three dishes that was served. The homemade gnocchi, they were excellent in texture and they were really well complemented by the slightly spicy pork ragu and the creamy ricotta that was served with it. So next we dove into the cannelloni that was stuffed with shrimp uh, scallops, smoked ricotta, and vodka sauce. And I definitely appreciate a good use of seafood, and this was certainly up to par. The vodka sauce was really light, and then let the flavors of the seafood really shine through. And we were just certainly satisfied with this dish. And then to end our meal, which was hard to call it an end in general, we ended with the countryman pizza that was topped with black truffle, fontina, and a soft farm egg. So let me just say that it was like I said, hard to end the dinner on such a high note and not continue to order more food. The crust was perfectly baked, had a nice crispy, flaky texture, and the cheese, egg, and especially the truffle provided like a beautiful combination for the perfect pizza. And I will definitely be returning to sample more of what Mike Isabella has to offer there. He
1: does do some excellent things there. And those those small plates can sneak up on you. You just want to keep eating and eating and eating.
9: They they really can, and that's what we were surprised. You know, we had just the three, and we were like, oh, we are. We're good to go. That's all we need from there. Cool. Well, actually, just a little side note of there. Graffiato is actually going to begin serving brunch this weekend. Um, So some of their offerings are going to include a hangover pizza with a pancetta, soft egg, provolone, matchstick potato, and cherry pepper aioli. They'll serve steak and eggs and also Italian fried donut balls. And almost all the offerings that they have here are going to be entirely unique to the Richmond area opposed to the D.C. one. So that'll be something fun.
1: Cool. Andy, what do you have for us?
5: Oh, well, the the biggest news that the Richmond is buzzing about in the beer community is that um, the governor is expected to announce today that Stone Brewing Company is indeed coming to Richmond, Virginia, for their East Coast production facility. Woo-hoo. They had put out the um, request for a proposal, I believe it was last spring, perhaps, and have been um, getting proposals from all over, up and down the East Coast, uh, even as... Far inland is Columbus, Ohio, which was in contention until basically we got the word yesterday that it will be announced today that it's coming to Richmond. So that will be, Stone is the um, 10th largest craft brewery in the country, so they're huge. It'll be great large production facility. It'll They'll have a, a beer garden there that people can visit. So it'll be a... A uh, great infusion for the economy, and I think it will be great for the craft beer community as well, as it will bring in a lot of visitors, um, and the independent restaurant scene. Absolutely. People are here, and they've heard so much about us. Absolutely. Do you, do you know where
3: that's going to be? in
5: Bucky? Fulton Hill.
3: Wow, what a great yeah. place. Wish
1: yep. we well, yep. had a round of applause for, uh, for Richmond Yay. for yeah. making yeah. that happen. Right?
3: <laughs> well, that, you know what, Andy, that's going Thank you for that applause. And stop the bowing. But anyway, uh, uh, but that's really a coup for Richmond. And it it kind of puts a stamp on why Richmond is such a cool place now. And, of course, it looks like every month, uh, Richmond number one in this, number one in happy, number one Mm -hmm. in so forth. So I think that really puts a stamp on it. It
5: really does.
1: Great
3: job.
5: Good place to live these days. Amen.
3: Amen. Yep. Uh, also,
1: just quickly mention, uh, Annie had a great column at richmond.com this week about the new BJ's um, Brewhouse.
5: And I thank Steve and Julie for coming out and joining me as we
1: sample the beers and, the beers and, and foods
5: food. out there. So, yeah.
1: But go to richmond.com and read that. It was a, a great review. Very, very well written and very, I think, to the point.
5: Good. Thanks.
1: Joy, we're running out of time, but before we, before we go, I want to mention this. Starting next week, we're going to be doing a new feature on the show called Where Can I Find a Great Whatever? And next week is Where Can I find a Great Chili? So we want our listeners to uh, text us, to, to write us. Uh, can you give us the email address that if anybody wants to give us their, their suggestion for Great Chili, where they can send it? Because we're going to be picking a winner each week. And we'll be giving away a dining certificate each week. But uh, can you give us that email address, Joey?
9: Sure. People can email us at info at richmondnavigator.com.
1: Info at RichmondNavigator.com. And real quick before you go, you mentioned one new restaurant that's, uh, I think, the third in their small local chain opening up on uh, West Broad Street soon?
9: Yeah, a little local chicken chain. will be open in its third location across from the Science Museum. Uh, chicken Fiesta is going to open at 2311 West Broad Street in the former home of Cameron Seafood. So they serve per- Peruvian rotisserie chicken and Tex-Mex. And their first one opened in 2006 on Midlothian Turnpike, and the second location opened last year farther down Broad Street in the West End. So that should hopefully be opening uh, this month.
1: Thank you very much, Joy Wharton and Annie Toby. Of course, uh, we didn't get to cover nearly half the uh, the local stuff we have, but if you go to uh, RichmondNavigator.com to River City Radio, uh, we'll have an updated taste bud segment that. Uh, We'll share a lot of cool information for you. We didn't have a winner for our food riddle. It was a, a family name, a family, uh, prominent Richmond family that could have a, a winery and brewery. Did you all come up with it? Annie, you want to give us the answer? Weinstein. The Weinsteins. Oh, that's a good name, wouldn't it, if your name was Weinstein? Oh, man, how okay. cool is that? Wow, what, Anyway, we, we did get from someone who had uh, written in a text and we picked, picked the names at random for the uh, giveaway for the uh, Festival of the Great, Lisa Puster. has won two tickets to the Power Festival of the Great. So uh, Lisa will be getting in touch with you. Congratulations to you for that. That gives us a few minutes to kind of finish things up with our special guest this week, Matthias Haglund from Heritage and Shannon Hood from the Portrait House. Matthias, we didn't get around to your drink that you had selected that we had featured in in the magazine. Tell us a little bit about that.
2: Um, So we we were doing just a a pretty classic, almost like country club style cocktail that um, it's a mix of Commonwealth gin, lemon, sugar, mint, and uh, all served on crushed ice called a south side. Um, Classically, you see it oftentimes like served in a wine glass, something like that, for a bit of fun. We serve it in tiki mugs just Mm. because they make everything fun. Yeah. Um, You can't go wrong with a tiki tiki mug. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, And it's just super refreshing. The Commonwealth gin, it it works really well, I think, in um, sour-type cocktails. Mm -hmm. And this... This drink is almost kind of like a gin mojito, something like that. Um, so it's super crowd pleasing, really approachable. It's one of the, those cocktails that, like, if someone says I don't like gin, um, try and fix that for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we <laughs> might we might look to this one because it's it's so crowd pleasing. It's a cocktail therapy then. Exactly.
1: Well, I do like gin, but I'm going to have to stop down and try the South Side. Yeah, please do. That's now we I didn't. Have. I don't think we asked you about an appetizer to pair with it, but do you have any thoughts on what would be a good appetizer to go with that?
2: Ooh, man. That's a good question. Um, we've got a really amazing uh, sashimi on right now mm-hmm. with uh, a green mango. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be really, really nice. Sounds like, well, virtually yeah. anything that comes uh, out of your kitchen
3: is really, really nice.
1: I know,
2: it's it's hard <laughs> to choose because my, my brother-in-law is our chef, he's my partner in the restaurant, his food is so, so good. Um, mm-hmm.
3: So you're saying it goes with everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's hard all. to narrow it down
2: yeah. to one because yeah. all, all his food is so good. And for those who don't know, where is uh, Heritage Restaurant? 1627 West Main. We're in the, the heart of the fan, the intersection of Main and Vine. Okay. Shannon, I think you did select a
1: an appetizer for to go with uh, your Lovingston. Do you remember what that was?
4: I did. I chose the lentil Sambusa. It was um,
1: delicious,
4: too. Yes. The Sambusas, I can't talk about enough. Um, they're little crispy fried pastry triangles stuffed with... Either beef or lentils. The so lentils are a little spicier. Mm-hmm. Most people go with beef because they think that makes them tougher. But <laughs> lentils. <laughs> which, it was a all good suggestion, way. good yeah. pairing. Uh,
1: those who want to try either drink or the appetizers mentioned or the food in general, uh, the uh, Portrait House is located again where on Carey Street.
4: Uh, Twenty-nine zero seven West Carey.
1: So stop in if you are listening mm-hmm. to the Flav. Stop in the Heritage Restaurant, the Portrait House. Say hello to Matthias and uh, Shannon, and we hope to have y'all back on the show real soon. Yeah. Thank you all for coming. Thank you so much for having us. Two great places, Steve. Steve. I know. Two great restaurants. We thank everyone for joining us this week for The Flav. Next week, more exciting surprises as we talk food on Central Virginia's premier food, drink, and restaurant radio show. Thank you all. Y'all have a good time today, the rest of the day, and join us tonight at 7 o'clock for River City Live right here on uh, WHAN Radio.
0: Thanks for joining us on The Flave. Remember to follow us on Twitter at The Flav R-V-A and subscribe to The Flave Podcast at your iTunes Store. Executive producer for The Flave is Steve Cook. Assistant producers are Annie Toby, Gil Miles, and Calvin Cecil. And I am Cal, reminding you that there is no such thing as a little garlic. Now go eat something good.